Look, the last couple of weeks, we have been in a series entitled, What's Missing? First week, we talked about what might be missing, and uh, we talked about the connection to God, uh, that we're not being filled up. And you know, at the very end, I gave you a challenge to do the first 15. And so it's been good to hear the reports of what God's doing in and through that message. Last week, talked about how this crisis has exposed places in our lives that still need healing. There's places that have unresolved pain and that God's treatment plan for healing is actually found in the context of relationships. And so maybe you were missing small groups, that relational connection. Now today, some of you, you feel like, look, I mean, I got last week and the week before, but I'm still drifting. Uh, this crisis in all of our lives has shaken us to the core. It's unlike anything we've ever experienced. Everybody has been impacted in some way, and it's, it's impacted the way we connect with each other. It's impacted the way we do life. Our schedules have been changed. Our responsibilities have been shifted. Some of you, your jobs have been lost. Others, the role that you played has been changed, and schools are online. I mean, everybody has been impacted. And there are a lot of people that their life has literally been turned upside down. And now we're on the backside of this crisis and you're realizing, look, something's missing. Um, and it's not just all the change that I've been experiencing, like something deeper, like something's, something's missing on the inside, but you're really not sure what. I think today is gonna speak to you in a powerful way. It reminds me of something that I, I learned at a visit to my chiropractor. Anybody ever been to a chiropractor? Anybody got, yeah, so, so most of us have been, and chiropractors, this is what they do if you're not familiar with them. They actually adjust your spine and help you eliminate the pain and health problems that come from a misalignments in the spine. And so I go to my chiropractor occasionally, not, not that often, but when I feel like I pulled something in my back, it seems to be a little bit more today, <laughs> the, 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 the younger I'm getting. Uh, you know, maybe I twisted something, pulled something, the way I worked out. I mean, nowadays it's just sleeping wrong. Come on, somebody. I just slept wrong. <laughs> You're laughing because you know exactly what I'm talking about. Look, occasionally I'll go in and get adjustments. Well, I've learned something very interesting about our spine in my visit with our chiropractor. He said, look, you can have pain in one place and the problem is actually in a whole different place. It's what they call referred pain referred pain. And I don't forget this one time I go to my chiropractor. He said, where's your pain? Where's it hurt? And I said, well, it's really funny. It, it kind of hurts right here in my hip, like when I'm walking. And I said, I don't know what happened. I don't know if I pulled something when I was working out. And so he gives me an exam. He didn't say a whole lot, but at the end of the exam, he says, Jim, your problem is not in your hip. It's in your neck. Your neck is actually out of alignment. And so he adjusts my neck and Man, the, the most amazing thing, as soon as he popped my neck and adjusted it, almost instantly the pain that was in my hip was gone. Again, it's called referred pain. So the pain is felt in one place, but the problem is in another. I think that's a picture of our lives, that we feel pain in one place, but that's not the real root of the problem. That the problem is, is your life is out of alignment. It's out of alignment. And that's why you feel empty. That's why you feel like you're drifting. That's why you feel purposeless or insignificant. You think, look, if I just get back to the way things used to be, back to life as normal, look, all the activities, all the extracurricular activities, look, I need you to know no matter what you do, that's not the root of the problem that you're experiencing in your life. 
I mean, the real problem is that you might have lost your why. Yep, your purpose. See, when you lose your why, you lose your way. And you lose the fact of, man, I've got a reason for getting up. I, I, there's, so, there's a reason that I'm here on this planet. Some of you have lost it. Some of you never had it. And so the truth we've got to discover and uncover is that that purpose is what centers me. That's what the real challenge is when I'm feeling a problem of purposelessness and drifting, like there's no anchor in my life. And it's that purpose that gives us direction. It's that purpose that gives us healing in the other places where we're experiencing pain. And each and every one of you, I need you to know, look at me, look in my eyes. God has a purpose for your life. He's got a plan for your life. And your life is never going to make sense until you align your life around the purpose that God has for you. Psalm 139.16 says, All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one day ever came to be. I mean, think about that. God has a plan for your life. He even wrote that plan in a book. <laughs> now, listen, I know if you're like me, I've added a few chapters. <laughs> Come on, somebody. They definitely were not the chapters God wrote for my life. Uh, and some of you, you're thinking, yep, pastor, that's me. I, I, I've written some additional chapters that I'm sure he didn't write for me. I, I want you to know that even if that's the case, I know it was for me, God has a unique way and an ability to take that last chapter that he wrote for us in our life and it will still fit through all the mistakes and all the adjustments that we made, that he has a miraculous way of turning what was a mess into a message. And look, everything that's not according to his purpose, what I've found, it, it was really brought on by the enemy trying to get me distracted from the purpose that God actually has for my life. And it's amazing. Look, if we'll get back in alignment with God, if we'll realign our life with his purpose, look, the fact is that we will rediscover and discover the value and the fulfillment and the impact that God has set aside for each of us to make. It's the only way that you're gonna feel that pain, that it will be healed. Life is to be lived by design, not default. So we, we can't allow everybody else to tell us what to do and how to live and what to be. No, no, we can't, we can't allow that. We, and we can't just let the default thing happen either where life just happens to me, just whatever they tell me to do. No, no, I've gotta be intentional. Why? Because I'm gonna stand before God and he's gonna hold me accountable to the plan that he wrote for me to fulfill in my life. And so I've gotta be intentional. You're gonna to have to say no to some things and you're gonna to have to say yes to the right things. And it's, it's a perfect time right now. Listen, I'm telling you, it's a perfect time to evaluate and reevaluate your priorities. That before we start rushing back into the busyness of life, and if you're like me, there's already a, a ton of things that are knocking on the door, like come back to here and won't you get involved in this? And the busyness of life starts to pull us out of the perfect will of God. And so we've got to define our life. We've got to realign our life and we've got to make decisions to choose to be in the middle of God's perfect will. And I can't think of a more important thing that brings alignment to your money, to your marriage, to your time, to your kids, to your family, to your job, everything, than to know the why you're here on this planet. Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. Now watch this. It's, it's not just to exist. 
So God created me, but it's not just to pay bills. Look, God created me, but it's not just to go on vacate. Come on, somebody. I don't know about you. If it, I'd love to stay there, and it's fun to experience it. But look, that's, that's not the why. It's not just to live. It's not just to make it. Those things are good. But God said, look, to do good works. Pastor, what do you mean good works? That means he has a plan for your life. He, he's prepared in advance for you to do these things that only you can do. I mean, think about that that God had something for you to do first and then he made you. I don't know that we always think of it that way. Sometimes we think of, okay, uh, God, I, you know, here I am and he wasn't expecting me and so now he's gonna make up some things for me to do. No, that, that's not at all what happened. You don't, you don't just say, okay, there it is, let me find it. No, you make something with a purpose and for a purpose and that's the way he made you, that he, he created. He's, here, here's the plan, here's the path. He's got an assignment for you. And it's up to you to discover his plan and his purpose for your life, every one of you. And if you don't, I promise you, Visa and MasterCard have got a plan for your life. I promise you, your job has a plan for your life. I promise you, people have a plan for your life. That's why it's important for you to discover that plan for yourself. And then to make a quality decision that I'm going to live out that plan. Come on, I'm going to live it out. God, I'm going to do what you've called me to do. And I'm inspired by what a man, Bathazar, said. Look, Hans Bathazar, look at what he says. He says, what you are is God's gift to you. And what you become is your gift to God. Man, that's such a powerful quote. Look, God's given us a gift. What's the gift? It's my life. And what are you going to do with the gift? Whatever you do with the gift that God gave you, that is actually your gift back to God. So what do we do with it? What do we do with our life? We've got to discover, God, okay, if you created me, I've got to discover how you created me. God, I've got to discover your plan, your purpose. Look, the sad fact is that 87% of Christians who were surveyed said that they don't know why God created them. I mean, imagine that. That God created them, but they don't know the why. They're just going to stumble into heaven. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to stumble into heaven. I want to know why, God. Why did you create me? How did you create me? Because when I uncover that, then I'm going to be able to live out the purpose that God has for me. And I wonder if maybe that's why you're drifting through life aimlessly. Like I, I, and as your pastor, my greatest desire is to keep you from drifting. Look, before this message, have you never heard this message? It's okay, but now you know. Now you understand God created me, God fashioned me, God formed me, and I don't have to drift aimlessly through this life. And that's really the whole reason we develop Next Steps. It's a four-week class to help you discover how God made you with your unique personality and your spiritual gifts. And I think sometimes we just take it for granted. Like I'm just naturally good at this. This is just something that comes easy to me, but the truth is that's a grace gift. In fact, 1 Peter chapter 4.10 says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them, look at what he says. Use them well to serve one another. Well, how can you use what you don't know you have? Like you don't, you, you, you tend to ignore it. You lay it on the side, you, you have no idea. And so that's why it is so important for you to uncover and discover, oh, these are my spiritual gifts. Oh, this is how you made, my personality is from you, God. Come on, somebody. And some of you've got a bigger personality than others. And the reality is whether either side, come on, Vanessa, whether it's this side or that side, God created you with that unique makeup. And when you uncover that, it helps me to really begin to 
step out and to walk out my purpose. We believe design reveals destiny. God, you designed me. That reveals the path of destiny that I'm to take. And we want to help you discover the way that God made you. And the first thing that you would want to do is just go right now. Our, our hosts right now will drop on the comments section a link to the website. So listen, if you've never been to Next Steps, you've never discovered those things, look, now or at the end of this message, I want you to go to the website, sign up, get into the Next Steps class. It's the way we can help you practically begin to walk in your purpose. Two greatest days of your life are the day you were born. Come on, somebody. That was a good day. It was a good day. God, you did a good work. Come on. You know what I mean? But the second most important day and big day of your life was the day you discovered why you were born. That's the aha moment. That's the purpose moment. That's the, wow, God, I, I, there is a real reason that I'm here, and it's not just to pay bills and to make my boss a lot of money or make people happy. No, it's, it's a purpose that God put and intertwined into the fabric of your DNA and your life. And I saw this firsthand a week ago. It was Saturday. The day before Mother's Day, and I met a young man, his name was Edward, at the Fort Bend Dream Center, just right here, it was just outside of the Fort Bend Dream Center, and we had just finished corporate prayer, we were filming corporate prayer, if you, if you haven't joined us, we live stream it, Saturday mornings at 9 a.m., so just finished that, I'm walking out, about to leave and get into my truck to head home to get the kids to come back to the Mother's Day outreach, which was an absolutely amazing outreach. I just want to give a shout out just to all the children's ministry and all the serve teams that made that outreach such a huge success. You guys rock. So here we are. I'm going to get the kids. And before I got in the truck, I hear someone say, Pastor Jim, Pastor Jim, Pastor Jim, hey, you got a second. Well, I didn't really recognize the, the young man. Uh, so we started to talk for a second. He began to tell me that he had been coming to Anchor Bend now for three weeks. He started attending our online campus during our drive-in church. And I don't know if you, if you missed it. You got to go to YouTube, check it out. It was an amazing day, uh, just a powerful moment. And so that's where him and his family, they stumbled across our service and began to watch. And he told me that that day, his entire family surrendered their lives to Christ. They gave their lives to Christ. And even his brother, he said, Pastor, you don't understand. My brother, look, Edward, if you're watching and your brother, I don't, I don't know his name, but I want you to know I am honored to be your pastor. We are honored to be your church. I'm thrilled to see what God is doing. But he said, look, my brother was an atheist, but that day God touched him in such a powerful way. He gave his life to Christ. And he said, I was so excited, Pastor. He said, listen, I, I went to the online Next Steps, which he went to through the, the, the website, anchorben.com. And he said, I know that those classes are supposed to take four weeks because in a regular uh, gathering, it takes four weeks. Every Sunday, you just go to the class right after the service. He said, I know that's what it says. He said, but Pastor, I just couldn't wait. He said, I was so excited. He said, I just flew through all those Next Steps. And here I am today. I've joined the children's ministry to start serving and being a part of what God is doing here. And he said, look, Pastor, I just wanted to introduce myself. And this, the, the, the fire in his eyes, he was so excited. And I thought, well, what is that? See, Edward is coming alive with purpose. 
He's been sitting there. Nobody's been tapping into his gifts and his strengths and who God created him to be. And now he's got an opportunity to be a part of something that's not only just making a difference, but making an eternal difference. And you have to know that. It's not about just doing good things. It's about doing God things, good things that lead people to God. That's what our purpose does. It helps us in our life to really be clear on what matters. It brings clarity. It brings focus. Purpose brings focus. And I don't know about you, uh, but if you are like me, it is very easy to get distracted. Anybody ever get distracted? It's like, oh, uh, distracted. So many things in life fill our lives up and all the time that we have. And look, there are some things that are not optional. Work, you got to go to work. Come on, somebody, family. I'm going to invest in my family. School, all my teenagers, all my elementary kids. Look, school is not an option. I know in this homeschool era, you're like, ah, I'm good. They just passed me. Come on. You know, there's a little extra grace. But, but school is not an option. And, and, and church, look, for me, church, like many of you, it's not, it's not an option. But there are other things in our lives that are optional. The extracurricular activities, the sports, the hobbies, the leisure activities. Look, none of these in and of themselves are bad. I mean, they're all great. But what you can't allow them to do is to pull you and to get you distracted from the purpose that God has for your life. And that we will stand before God saying, did I connect people to the heart of God? Did I do something that made an eternal difference? Let me give you an example of how we get so distracted and focused, unfocused, and it causes us to really be ineffective. Anybody ever watch football? Anybody, anybody like football? Uh, I, I know some of you, yeah, Michelle's like, yeah, not, uh, she's a baseball. Of course, the Astros, of course. They, uh, <laughs> so, so Michelle works for the Astros, so of course she wants the Astros. But football, look, in our church, all my football fans, come on, I know you're there because the second service on football Sundays <laughs> gets a little lighter. Come on. Uh, all my Texans fans, if that's you, give me some hearts, all the Texans fans, the Dallas fans. I know our church is funny because we'll split the church. I got, I got to wear a jersey, half Texan, half Dallas. You know, I like the Chiefs and the Texans, come on. And then my son loves the Patriots, so, so we love football, and can you imagine watching a football game, <laughs> and the moment the football is snapped, I mean, just imagine, down, the quarterback's saying, down, 50, 50, shot, and he gets the ball, and he's, he's, he's about to get back and throw it, and everybody goes in every diff different direction. One person goes out of bounds on the left, one person goes out of bounds on the right, someone goes towards the, the field goal and the touchdown on this side, another one goes here, and everybody just goes in all kinds of opposite directions, None of them having the focus or the plan to get to the goal. I mean, what's going to happen? Well, it's chaos. Absolutely. This team would never win because they're not focused on a common goal. They're not moving in the same direction. And I think that's a picture of what your life might look like. That here we are, we're in the game of life. Your life is not moving in one direction. It's moving in every direction. One day you're going over here and another day you're going over there and you start going this way and then that way and you start this and you stop that. And the next thing you know, your life is chaotic. It's out of focus and everybody else is telling you what to do with your life but you. And I need you to know if that's your life, you're never going to win in the game of life. You got to discover God's plan for your life. Then you've got to focus on moving forward in that direction.
And, and I know what you're saying. You're like, Pastor, look, I'm good right now. Yet you are good because ain't nothing open, right? I mean, as soon as everything opens up, that's where we've got to pause and say, listen, I, I, I've got some new boundaries. I can't do everything. And I tell my kids too, look, I'm going to let them be in one sport. That's it. Why? Because I can't allow the world to tell my family how we're going to live our lives. I want you to be a part of something, but you got to remember, son, you're here for a bigger purpose. You got to remember there, there's things that we've got to prioritize that we will not let go of because we were created on purpose and for a purpose. Secondly, purpose pushes you through the pain. Everyone has experienced some form of pain in this crisis. No one's gone unscathed. I mean, I know some people not so much and others just a tremendous amount of pain, but truthfully, everyone has experienced it. And, and eventually, even if you hadn't, everyone experiences pain. Everybody experiences a setback, disappoint, disappointments, you know, painful moments, things that can paralyze you. That's what I've seen. When you experience those things, some people, they just get paralyzed. And, and they, they don't move forward. They don't move backward. They don't move to the right or the left. They just get stuck. Well, that's what purpose does. Purpose gets you unstuck. It pushes you forward even through the pain. First Corinthians chapter 9, Paul talks. He says, look, I run with purpose in every step. And I'm not just shadow boxing. So in other words, he's not just playing around like he's got a real purpose. And I love what he says in verse 27. He says, I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Think about it. I discipline my body. It's like an athlete. Think about that. Discipline ain't fun. Anybody like discipline? Oh, no, no, no. Discipline ain't fun. But I've learned you're either going to pay the price and the pain of discipline or you'll, you'll experience the pain of regret. And so I, I don't want to experience the pain of regret. I don't want to stand before God. And he said, look, I had this whole plan for you, but you took a detour. And Paul's saying, look, every single step of my life, it's filled with purpose. And when you look at his life, there were things that went really well. Guess what? Purpose helped him stay the course. It helped him stay focused. And then there were things that went really bad. And guess what? Purpose helped him stay focused. It pulled him through those painful moments. And it's easy to keep focused when everything's good. I don't know about you. It's like, woo, God, everything's good. Come on. This is, we're moving forward. And then all of a sudden, coronavirus hits. Now we experience pain. We experience setback. There's a struggle that begins, and it can cause you to want to throw in the towel and quit. How many have wanted to throw in the towel? You've wanted to quit. It's like, man, I'm done. You tap out. Come on. It's, I'm, I, that's it. I'm out for the count. For some of you, you've lost focus of your why. You've lost focus of your purpose, and that's what's been the pain. You've been drifting. I've learned over the years, the best way to pastor people is not to try to solve all of their problems. People are always going to have problems. It's to give them something greater to live for than the problems they have. And that's what I love about our dream team. Now, you may be new to Anchor Bend, and you're like, dream team? What, what in the world? Dream team. That's, that's what others would call volunteers. We don't call them volunteers because they've come alive living the dream that God has for their life. Every one of them have tapped into their personality and their spiritual gift, and they found a place where they can serve and help others. Remember, that's the key to discovering your gifts and your personality. It's not, oh, great, I've gotten better self-awareness. Self-awareness without action is worthless. It's like, God, I want to be aware of who you've created me to be, but now your mandate is to go serve others, to use those gifts to make a difference. And it's not that the dream team, they don't have problems in their life. 
life. They do. They just have something greater than their problems to live for, and it helps give them the purpose that pulls them past the pain that they're experiencing. And so every one of you, we've got to find that and then begin to live it out. I'm reminded of, uh, I heard a story just two weeks ago of Manny and Heather. They're new to our dream team, so come on, what? Give me some hearts, some love. Manny, Heather, we're so glad to have you as part of our dream team, but they served for the very first time just a couple of weeks ago uh, at our food drive at the Dream Center. And they had both been working in the restaurant industry. Uh, Because of the coronavirus, they were no longer employed. Uh, They were out of work for, for seven weeks. And so they didn't have groceries. They were running low on supplies. And one of our hope dealers, come on. Somebody says, what's a hope dealer? That's, that's a person that decided to get on the phone and start calling through our database in our church, made thousands of phone calls. When one of the phone calls, they get information and find out that there was a need with Manny and Heather. And so the outreach team goes and gives them groceries and supplies and meets their needs And I love Nico. Nico helps us to lead our outreach department. And he said, look, he was talking to Manny and he said, look, we were able to help you. Are you ready to help us help others? Come on, man, he got it. It's not about a handout, it's about a hand up. And and so he said, look, I just challenged him and him and Manny started talking about drive-in church, how it touched him. And Manny said, you know, pastor said something that really stuck with me is I don't want this waiting season to be a wasted season. He said, it challenged me. And the fact that Nico asked him to get involved, look, come make, I I know there's a need, but look, can we make a difference in other people's lives? Well, they did. And they joined the outreach team. Come on, somebody. And they decided to help with the food drive. And they loaded up vehicles with bags of groceries to help those in need. Well, what happened? They found a reason, a purpose, something that was greater than the problems they were experiencing themselves. And it pulls them out. It helps guide them down the road so that they don't get stuck. And it's not just them. Every one of you, I want you to know, God wants you to come alive with purpose. And when you live with purpose, critics don't phase you. Opposition doesn't deter you. No pain can stop you. No crisis will slow you down. Why? Because purpose pushes you through the pain. Every one of you can make a difference. You don't have to wait. Doesn't matter how young you are. Come on, young people. We believe youth can lead. Doesn't matter. Children getting involved. We, we just believe God wants every one of them. Doesn't matter how old you are. Look, I, I, it doesn't matter. Uh, over in Del Webb, I know you're sitting there. You're thinking, well, I'm too old. You're not too old as long as there is breath in your lungs. Doesn't matter how rich you are. Did you know rich people need purpose? You think they ain't got no problems. I think in a lot of ways, rich people got more problems because they've obtained all that society says will make them happy and realize that's not really the key. And so it finds them very empty and wanting. So I don't care how rich you are, come and be a part of what God's doing. Doesn't matter how poor you are. Doesn't matter how educated or not educated. God wants to use every one of you right where you're at. And if you haven't already, I want to encourage you to go to anchorben.com. Get signed up for our Next Steps class. Join it. Log into it and begin to take steps to uncover how God made you. Then join the dream team. We can't wait to high five, give you a fist bump, a handshake, something, so maybe even give you a hug. Come on, somebody. I know you're missing those hugs. And so the reality is we're going to move our lives forward and make a difference. There is something for every one of you to do right now to make an eternal impact in the lives of people. Maybe you used to serve. 
I want to speak to you. Maybe you're sitting there and you're like, Pastor, since this COVID happened, I, the truth is I want to serve, but it's, it's knocked me off, off, of, off of what's normal. And, and I just, I took a step back and I want you to know it's okay. There's no guilt. There's no shame. There's no condemnation. But I'm asking you, will you do this? Will you listen to your pastor? Will you take a step forward? Will you begin to say, okay, I'm going to engage back into my purpose. And maybe that's why you have felt like there's been an emptiness in your life because you didn't realize what a difference serving made in your heart. And look, we've been missing you. We're ready for you to come back. And I want to invite you, no matter who you are, if you've never served, never go through it, join us. Let's make a difference. Your life matters. What you do matters. So let's live our lives full of purpose and change the world together.